Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing Journeys Today with Herman and Raquel. Good morning. All right, so... Get your communion out. I was just going to say. Got to get, gotta your, get communion. your communion out. For those of you who are new, get your communion out. Grab a donut, a, 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 some Wonder Bread, you know, just whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We don't know. <laughs> we're going to do communion first. Uh, we're going to talk about, definitely we're going to talk about John 8, 36, so you could be getting that ready, but get your communion, everyone. This is kind of a, this you is, know, like today, you know, we're going to have like a smorgasbord of food. Yeah, we, you go. You're going to get a smorgasbord of the word. Amen. We're going to find out what's going to come out. Amen. Along with you, but it'll be good because it'll, be it'll be the word. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. So. The body. The body. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus said that this body, his body was broken for us. In our place. In our place, in our stead. The bottom line is, is you should have been broken, but it wasn't worth breaking you. Amen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would have been a waste of time. It would have been a waste of time to break us. Amen. Amen. Yep. So Jesus allowed his body to be broken. Amen. Allowed so, his body to so, be broken. So subjected that, his body yes, to brokenness. For an exchange. Right. So we could exchange his health and right. wholeness for our sickness and disease. And I just want to say again, we've talked about this. We've done a whole series on this. About not accepting the charge, you guys. Mm-hmm. We cannot accept the charges that the enemy is trying to bring against us. Jesus has already taken whatever it is that has tried to come against your body. He has already taken it in his own body. Yes. The Bible says that he experienced everything we experienced. He he may not have literally experienced a cancer of the left node. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, in that sense, but he experienced cancer. He, he experienced something eating away at your flesh. He experienced heartache. He experienced depression, things wanting to depress him, sadness, mm-hmm. nerve pain. He felt every stripe that came upon his body. So he took your pain. He took your, your symptoms. He took, he took everything that was coming against you, but the devil in coming against you is trying to get you to pay attention. He's trying to get you to accept the fact or or to believe the lie, because it's not a fact, trying to get you to believe the lie that Jesus never took it, mm-hmm. that you have to take it. And he uses your awareness of self mm-hmm. as the basis for his for substantiating his claims against you. Mm-hmm. 
So the fact that you know about yourself that you could have, again, done this better. You could have done that better in life. Right. You could have made a better decision here and a better decision there. And had you not prostituted your body, you wouldn't be having these STDs. And had you not smoked for 40 years, you wouldn't have <coughs> this lung, lung cancer. And had you not done this. So your awareness of self and what you have done, mm -hmm. the devil uses against you to hold you hostage right. to a debt that has already been paid. Right. He, he tries to make you feel guilty right. and say that you're deserving of where you are right now. Exactly. What, what's coming against your body, you're deserving of it. Yes. We talked about this a couple of we weeks ago. I'm not it's, sure. It's I know, but I'm not deal. sure if it was on Rain Life or on, on Healing Journeys. Mm -hmm. But, you yeah, know, the, the woman with the issue of blood right. for 12 years, right. she was going to doctors and she got worse. There were some decisions right. she made by going to these doctors and getting worse and it got worse. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and how many of us, and I know for oh, us personally, <laughs> chemo, probably voluntarily. I know, but, chemo. No, but what I'm saying is probably 90% of the things that we experienced mm. was called, was caused from a doctor or medication. Now, that's or not, from, to, that's not to yeah. knock doctors because doctors, a recommendation, uh, you, you know, I'm not knocking that, but what I'm saying is that, <clears throat> there are a lot of us who have made decisions and from those decisions came yes worse gave birth to something yes. else yeah had i not done this then this wouldn't happen right. and then i went to this doctor and then this doctor said for me to do this but then when he performed this on me then this happened right and then this so now it's like you feel like you're way behind the eight ball no and also you feel like you deserve what you got right? because it was your fault. It was right. your decision. Yep. But remember that sin and sickness didn't come from you. Amen. I'm telling you, yep. whatever stupid decisions you've made right. didn't stem from you. Right. Stupid. And as dumb as. Yeah. Stupid yeah, stemmed be. <laughs> from Adam. Adam unleashed death. Stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He unleashed death. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But here's the deal. The woman with the issue of blood, she still received wholeness in even her body. After even after having gotten worse. Whatever right. dumb decision she may have made or whatever dumb decision the doctors have made, the point is that even, she grew worse. Even the man, I don't remember the exact circumstances were, but the man where where Jesus after he healed him, notice he healed him first, but after he healed him, he found him later and he said, sin no more, mm -hmm. lest the worst thing come upon you. So right. it lets you know that whatever he was experiencing was upon him in that instance because of sin. Mm -hmm. Whatever he happened to be experiencing was because of sin. They had in the Old Testament, they always thought that it was everything was about sin. Like when they asked, right. when the disciples asked one time, was it this guy that sinned or his parents? And he right. said, neither, no one sinned. Yeah. But their philosophy was that it was like a generational No, but you thing. have to understand though, during that time, it was because of their sin. Right. I mean, but, no, no, listen, but, no, but listen to what I'm saying. Death, we know death was unleashed right, with Adam. Yes. But the law right. said that you would be blessed and your the fruit of your body right. would be blessed. But also, if you missed the law, right. if you fell short of the law, 
then the fruit of your body would be cursed. Right. But so, what I'm saying is when Jesus said neither it wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't spirit, him. Right. Meaning this is just sin being entered entering it's, into the world. Yeah, it's just death. But what I'm saying is, is that with the <clears> man where God said, go and sin no more, mm -hmm. he healed him first. He didn't say, right. now confess your sins That's and then right. I'll heal you. He That's healed right. him and then he tells him to sin no more. In other words, you were in that situation because of sin. Don't allow yourself to be put back in that situation because of sin. Right. So don't let but, this sin, don't let this sin creep back in. My point is, is that uh, God that is so again. good. That no, means, listen. No, this means that I got to be quiet. My point is, is that Jesus in his goodness still healed even with the man having sin on his record mm -hmm. he still healed right so what i'm saying is, is that even if you have done something to contribute to the situation that you are in right even if you made a wrong decision made a wrong move should have done this we're eating this we're participating in this recreational activity mm -hmm. and you know for however long God is such a restorer. God is so good that even that in his goodness and in his mercy and in his grace, he still offers or he still offers healing right. in the face of sin, in the face of the worst of the worst diagnosis, in the face of you having been the main contrib contributor so why you're in the position in the first place. So what I'm saying is do not allow the enemy to have you accept a charge to right. accept what has already been paid for. The devil is trying again to get you to realize or to get you to, to think that the debt has not been paid and that therefore there's an outstanding balance on your account and you must pay for it. You must figure <clears throat> this thing out. You must yeah. bear the burden of this thing because there's an outstanding debt that has yet to be paid. Hold on. I just hey, wanted hey, to see if that works. It, it does it work. Works. The hey. finger does work. Go ahead. I will add the same my whole I know, point. but what I'm saying is I will try to use it sparingly, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, what's your point? I'm trying to now remember that you it now your that finger, you... <laughs> see? That's what you get. That's what you get trying to be smart. I know, but uh, yeah, I, trying I'm to trying be to, smart. I'm trying to jump in. Mm -hmm. The so point is, I'll, I'll make something up. The point is, you don't have to settle for what's going on Amen. in your lives Thanks or in God. your body because you think you made a mistake. Yes. And here's my point, Miss Smarty Pants. <laughs> you guys. This is how he really is all the time. Well, well anyway, <laughs> you don't have to settle. <laughs> What's your point, babe? No, because i got to remember it again because we're doing all this cackling and talking. It'll come out organically. You don't have to put up with that mess. Don't put up with that mess. The woman, You have to understand something. I'm using the, the, the example of the woman with the issue of blood because it's it, it, there's an example there right. that, that we can glean something from. Yeah. Okay. But you have to understand that Jesus, Jesus didn't just have an issue of blood. Jesus had everything. 
on him. All of what sin had to offer, all of the fruit of sin, Jesus absorbed into his own flesh. Yep. So, but guess what? It couldn't hold him down. He got up out the grave. He got up out of hell. And we got up with him. Yes. That's what this communion is about. This communion, yeah, it's about remembering him, but remember. He broke it for you. That doesn't, that means that it's not just about remembering him. It's about remembering the fact that he did it for you. Yes. Amen. That is the you right. that you need to, to remember <clears throat> yes. in, in this thing. Not what you did, not your sin, yes. not where you fell short. It's the fact that I died with him. Yeah. So guess what? When you're dead, you're dead. You know, sickness and disease. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> when you when your flesh dies, it dies. Yeah. Amen. There's no more life that it's can consume from right. you. Amen. Amen. But guess what? We rose from the dead yes. with him. Hallelujah. And so we don't have to settle. So here's the deal. Jesus paid it all. You don't have to come behind him. Right. And this was the point. You don't have to come. See, it'll come. You don't have to make up the difference that Jesus fell short with. Praise God. Like I said, it's not like Jesus Jesus. got caught the ball and ran 99 yards and he fell a yard short of the end zone of the touchdown. Yes. And now you, because you're so good, you (laughs) got to pick up the fumble. Yeah. And running it, running in to score. Into in, you know, on, because guess yeah. what? If Jesus fell short, we ain't saved. <laughs> no, That's I'm true. Serious. If Jesus fell short That's of so healing, good. if Jesus fell short of deliverance from That's sin, so true. then we got a problem. That's true because we can't finish. No, no. It's not that Jesus did most of the work and mm-hmm. then we come along. We can't finish. If he didn't finish it, we can't it finish can't it. Finished. Even if it is one yard, yeah. we couldn't do the one yard. We still need a savior. Amen. To get us to the one line, to get us to the open right. end zone. He's going to have to come back before he comes back. <laughs> to just get us across <coughs> the line. To get us across the line. Because we can't do it. No. So it's all or nothing. Exactly. So as oh, we yeah. as we put our, our minds on the fact that he paid this price in his body. And remember, he's we're, we're remembering his body and the cup, the blood and the body, not just the blood. Yeah. It's not just a sin thing. It's it's a result of sin. And I'm yeah. telling you that there's a lot there's a lot of things that happen as a result of sin. Right. But there's one thing that's near and dear to Jesus's heart and the Father's heart was sickness. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of yeah. fruit that sin produced. Right. But there was yeah, but but that's, that's but but sickness right was pointed out. Right. You think about the ministry of Jesus. He did more healing the sick right than anything else. Right. Well if you think about it, sickness is slow death. Mm-hmm. All it is is it's another it's a death. Sickness is slow death. So the thing is, is that to live in this body, we have to be alive. Mm -hmm. Our heart has to beat. 
We have to, in order to live and function and to fulfill the call of God upon our lives in this realm, we have to have a physical body. Mm -hmm. So because sickness is slow death and sickness affects the natural physical body, it's the one glaring elephant in the room in terms of what death produces. It's the one fruit that affects everything. It destroys everything. Yeah. And, and, and And here's the deal, Judy. You know, the devil tries to terrorize everybody, mm-hmm. but he can't terrorize you mm-hmm. if you stay meditated on the promises mm-hmm. of God. And remember, see, we don't have to have faith in healing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> faith in healing, you know what? Man, babe, I know. I had a little. You may need to get that up. I had a spill. No, don't worry about it. I had a little spill. Here's the deal. Of communion juice. Right. Is what he had a little spill of, you guys, on cream-colored carpet. I'm just saying. You you know what? You don't have to say everything. I'm just saying. But here's the deal. You don't have to be terrorized. See, what happens with when we get afraid is we receive a report. It can just be the devil throwing something at your mind. Yeah. And that thing sticks. Yes. And it stays in your mind and you start meditating on saying, yeah, what if that's it? What if that's what's happening? Oh my goodness, what's that? What's that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And and you get afraid and, <coughs> and it's terrorizing. Right. But we have to cast that care. Yes upon the Lord. Amen. You got to cast a care upon the Lord and you got to get the word of God out of your mouth. You got to get the yes. sword out of your mouth. Like I said, time for, see, what you're saying is that, you know, the devil tries to terrorize me and now, you know, what am I do? This, we got to get out of this defensive mindset. But, but we want to, go ahead. No, no. What I'm saying is that we want to be offensive. Yeah. We want to get the word out of our mouths. That's the weapon yes. of choice. Yes. We want to get that out of our mouths. Yes. Because that's the only way that, remember, we're fighting a defeated foe. Yes. But he still has the ability to come at us with yes. these thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Right. And the only way we overcome these things, the only way we win is by the word. And, and as you said, and as we said before, when we were talking about using our yes, our weapons of offense. Well, the sword of the spirit is a weapon of offense. And the thing is, is that when the enemy comes against us, as Herman uses a great example of a boxer, and you can't win if you're in a crouch position defending the blows. Mm-hmm. It's the one who lands the punches, the one who's on the offense that wins a boxing round. A person can't say, well, I won because I just, you know, defended, you know, I just, no, it's the one who, who gained the, who scored the point by landing the punch. And so you cannot be up against the ropes with the devil pounding on you. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not making light of this. Whoever said that was Anastasia. I don't know who's saying that, but but when the devil comes to terrorize you, you cannot be up against the ropes in a defensive position thinking you're winning. Yeah. 
Nobody who's ever hiding in the corner with their hands over their head. Yes, they are protecting their vital organs. <laughs> you're protecting your your heart and your head and you're protecting your eyes and you're protecting. Yes. So maybe, maybe to a certain degree, while you're letting the enemy wear himself out, maybe he gets a few punches in while you're in your defensive position. Yeah. But at some point you got to come out from under the defensive position. Maybe it first caught you off guard, you ran and you kind of covered yourself. But at some point you got to get from that defensive position and mm -hmm. you got to pull out your weapons of offense and you got to start swinging yeah. this sword of the spirit and you got to start letting the sword come out with the words of your mouth right. your words the words of your mouth is how you slice and dice right. the enemy but see how but you that's, score that's the difference with like an actual boxing match you know uh muhammad ali perfected the rope of dope <laughs> you know he gets on the rope and he's bouncing around and he's covering up and what he's doing I'm letting my picture get clear. What what he's doing, a boxer will allow the other boxer to throw punches and get tired. That's what I'm saying. So he's trying to he's Where's, trying to block yeah. the punches. He wants them to wear himself out, thinking that I'm the one who is getting wore out, right. but he's wearing himself out, and then I come back and I attack when he's tired. Right. The devil doesn't get tired. That's the difference. Yeah. He doesn't get tired. So you can't afford to do the rope a dope with the devil. Because yeah, he will knock good. you out while you rope a doping. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So you the only way you're gonna back him down is with the word. Amen. And here's the deal though. The word works. Yeah. We have the most violent weapon yes. that's ever been known. It's the word of God. Yes. It's what created Amen. this place. Yep. It's created all of what you <laughs> see, the word of God. Amen. So Anyway, back to this communion. Jesus yeah. said, this body was broken for you. Take, eat, do this in remembrance of me. Yes. So Jesus, we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. For your broken body. Jesus, we declare that we're healed because of your broken body. We declare that we're whole. We declare that we're cancer free. Amen. We declare that we're tumor free. We declare that we don't have any blood clots. We declare that our lungs are working properly. Yes. We declare that we're COVID free. Amen. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper because of what you did in your thank body. You, we thank you that we have been declared righteous and we've been declared whole in our bodies because of because of what you did at that whipping post. And we receive this right now. We come before you worthily. We understand exactly what happened. Amen. We understand exactly what yes. we're doing right now. And we receive the benefits of this. We receive the life from this right now. In Jesus' name, we receive it. And then he said he took the cup. And I do have some cup left over. Okay. Amen. He said, this cup is the new covenant. Amen. Get it. Not the old covenant. Yeah. It's a new covenant. You don't even, you were never even a part of the old covenant. Amen. Do you understand that? Yeah. You're not a part of the old covenant. And the church made us participate in new covenant communion. Yeah. In, with the old covenant. Based on 
old covenant rules, yeah. meaning, okay, you, you're going to have to figure out where your sin is. Where's your sin? Repent. Yeah. Repent. Because if you do this with, with sin, you can die. I mean, just think if you sometimes we just have to think, I think as believers and here's the deal. I never want you to take my word for it. You go get into the word yourself. You know, if you got a problem with something we said, or even if you don't have a problem with something we said, you need to to verify these things in the word yeah. yourself. But if you think about it, sometimes we just don't think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I that's never true. thought about the fact that. Wait a minute. When I was in sin. Completely separated from God. Right. He he died for me. Right. He paid this price for me. Right. Now that I receive this gift of Jesus Christ, now, now that, that I've been made right, family. right. Now that I've been saved. Yes. Now I can't even remember the fact that he did this for me without getting rid of the sin. When I didn't even have to get rid of the sin when I came to him. Right. I, right. that, that doesn't even make any sense. Now that you're saved, if you don't account for every sin, yeah, he's going to put sickness on you. That, that's just... But when you were in sin, he just said, come freely, and you came. Right. And that was the end of that. Correct. So we're going to come to him. We're going to remember him. We're not going to remember us. That was the old covenant. Okay. That's what it was designed to do. Understand. The old covenant was designed for you to remember your sin. It was a reminder that you couldn't do this on your own, that you Amen. needed a savior. Amen. But the saviors, came. he came already. Amen. So, Jesus, we thank you right now for your blood that was shed on the cross for our behalf, for the payment for sin, for the payment for our salvation to completely wipe out sin so that we don't have to live the rest of our lives Thank you, Jesus. according to sin or any of its fruit. Yes. Amen. We have been made righteous because of you and we have received your righteousness. We declare that we're righteous. We declare that your grace is reigning in our lives because of our, our position in righteousness. Thank we you, thank Jesus. you that this blood sat us next to the father. Thank you. Amen. In you, Amen. we thank you that we have now become the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. that the curse has been totally destroyed yes. because we're in a new covenant that ain't got no curse amen, amen. so we thank you thank jesus you, that we only have a blessing attached to this promise thank to this jesus. covenant and we we put ourselves in remembrance and we declare until you come thank you lord that we have yeah. been delivered, yes. we have been set free, yes. that we that we celebrate our independence Amen. from sin and darkness. Yes. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Free at last. Amen. Forgive my nose blow. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Say something while I blow. Anyway. So <laughs> this is this is an exciting day. This is an exciting day because, you know, he paid for what's going on right now in your life. It could be something of the flesh. 
meaning it can be just a physical attack or you know what it can be you got stuff coming out of your nose Amen. guess what it's see, coming out. See, but 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 here's the deal we can't look at that stuff as that's just normal normal stuff right because guess what if your immune system was weak enough those little colds can kill you amen so we gotta come we we have to get that word out of our mouths amen. i'm trying to read what people are saying and yeah well guess what every so i'm just reading some, something from sharon and she was saying that um she's been challenged with als here's the deal what we just what we just participated in amen. this communion that we just we just participated in health amen. In fact, your DNA now is of Christ Jesus. Yes. Your DNA is a, you're not just whole, you're not just healthy. You you are a conduit Amen. of health. Amen. Amen. That's who we are now. That's where we set our minds to. We get our minds transformed to this word, get it in lockstep with our spirit, and watch, watch our physical existence transform. And look like the word. And one thing that comes to mind too is the, the the word says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And we have to constantly remind ourselves, you guys, that the symptoms that come against us are not who we are. Again, they're they're trying to get us to accept them as our reality. They're trying to get us to believe them because. We, we find that our bodies are actually responding to the symptoms that have tried to come upon our bodies. And the devil wants us to actually make, to identify with the things that have come upon us. And the thing is, is that we have to recognize that we are not the sick getting healed. We are the healed defending and holding on to our healing. Mm -hmm. When you consider yourself to be sick, trying to get a healing, it is much more frustrating. It is much more daunting a task to try to get something that you do not yet have and possess than to already see yourself as the healed, preserving your healing. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the only thing he can ever do, he's never adding anything. He's only taking. Mm -hmm. He's only coming and attempting to take away what someone already possesses. The devil doesn't create anything original. He never adds anything original. He only perverts what is. Right. He only tries to take what already exists. Healing is already yours. Right. The spirit of the life of Christ Jesus is already on the inside of you. And the devil is trying to come and snatch the reality of that truth away from your understanding. <clears throat> He's trying to come and snatch the reality, the truth of the word from your heart. He's coming to try to snatch the healing that is already resident on the inside of you away. Again, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So right. he's trying to destroy what you already have. He's trying to kill what is already alive in you. He is trying to steal what you already possess. Oh. Think about that. So you aren't trying to get healed. 
you are who was that that said that uh, uh the the person you just mentioned sharon was it a sharon sharon you are already healed of als in the name of jesus by the stripes of Jesus, you were already healed of ALS. <laughs> ALS is trying to say, Sharon, you aren't healed. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't take ALS. He may have taken leprosy. He may have taken, you know, diseases that were back in, in their day, the palsy or yeah. whatever. I don't know. These different diseases that we hear spoken of in the, in the Bible. He may have taken that, but he didn't take ALS. The devil is trying to get you to, to reason with the symptoms and accept the fact that this is something entirely new that was not taken by Jesus. Maybe he took that other stuff. Okay, he, he'll give it to you that maybe he took leprosy. Maybe he took this, that, and the other, but he didn't take that. You are already the healed. Satan is trying to get you to agree with ALS. So start seeing yourself mm -hmm. as already healed. And I would caution you to, instead of looking at it like I'm waiting on the manifestation, and I know what you mean when you say you're waiting on the manifestation or you're believing for an accelerated, you said manifestation. Oh, we just want to walk. You, you want to be walking in the fullness of what, how God has created you to, to live. I understand what you mean, but don't get caught up in the trap of thinking that you're waiting on God to do something. <clears throat> don't get caught in the trap of thinking that you've done, hey, you've done it all. Now God would just get to it. You know, okay, Lord, you know, I I do what you sound for. Now come on, get to it. Do your part, you know. When you get, you can get caught up in a, in, in, and not really know you're caught up in thinking that you're waiting on God to do something. And that's, I'm be honest with you, so many of us, uh, for, for years and years, we, we looked at everything like that, everything right. that we were believing God for, we were waiting for God to do something. Right. And it was never faith. Right. If yeah. if we're ever waiting on God for to do something, it's not a faith yeah. because everything that he's done yeah. is done. Yeah. That's what we respond to now in faith <clears throat> is what is accomplished yeah. by him. So whenever you have a position, yes. uh, where, where your posture is, yes, I'm waiting good. for God in faith. I'm, right. By faith, I'm waiting for God. You're not in faith. Right. Faith says this thing is done. Faith is a position of excitement. Like I said, once the conversation of faith is even presented, it should be the most exciting thing Amen. on the planet. Amen. But, you know, I was saying this uh, a couple of days ago on our broadcast with um, with Rain Life, is that sometimes we've heard the word faith so much. We got so familiar with faith. It doesn't even do anything to us now. Right. It's just, okay, faith. Okay. But, right. yeah, uh, faith. Big deal. Right. No, faith is is a faith should be the most exciting thing that we've ever right. heard. It's the it's the opportunity to live according to a finished product. Yes. And, and yes, based on that finished product, right. it propels us into motion. Right. See, as long as I'm waiting, 
I'm just going to sit back because that's true. Hey, Jesus, guess what? I've done my part. Right. You do your part. Let me know when you get here because I'm finished my work. Right. You finish your work because that's the problem right. in the equation is you. Right. You just slow. Right. I mean, how could you think that you've done all of what you can do in Jesus? Right. Has it, like I said, if you're waiting for God to do something, you ain't saved. Right. So so the faith response is by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. The faith response is, Lord, I thank you that you have already supplied healing to me mm-hmm. and that healing already belongs to me. I am not trying to get healed of whatever this thing is that's come against me. I'm not working my way up to something. I thank you that Jesus' sacrifice is all that I needed and all that I will ever need. You don't even need me, Lord. You don't need me for anything. I can't complete. If Jesus didn't complete it, I can't complete it. So Jesus, I thank you that you've completed it. Participating in communion is a great way of saying, Jesus, I believe you did it. Jesus, I believe that your stripes are enough for me. I am putting my faith in what you've done. I'm not putting my faith in how many scriptures I've confessed and how many times I've gone to church and how many times I haven't missed reading the word and, and I've looked at the word and I haven't let my eyes hit the pillow at night before I've read you know, five chapters of the Bible and or or whatever. I'm not putting my faith in me and my performance and how well I maintain a systematic, you know, checklist of good things to do on a daily basis. I am putting my faith in the one who died for me. I'm putting my faith in the stripes of the one who died for me. Mm-hmm. My faith is not in my faith. My faith is in what you have done for me. I think that's a, that's a huge thing that, you know, we have been sharing, but that people, I don't think the church as a whole has done a good job with putting our faith in the healer. Right. Our faith has to be in God. Yes. Our faith has to be in him. Have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. the most important part of the heart. Of that whole Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24 is have faith in God. That's the secret to Mark 11, 23 work. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't, can't speak, speak to, to a, a mountain, mountain and it move if you first have not had faith in God. Right. If Speaking you, to a mountain and it moving is predicated upon you having faith in God. Yeah. Not faith in the fact that you said move, mountain move. Exactly. So, I've, hey, look, I've been confessing, I confess the word every day. So that's so again, your job is complete. Amen. You have confidence in the fact that you confess the word. Right. That's not where your faith goes. Faith Faith faith. is in God. Faith is in him. Yes. You don't have man. Yeah. A man, Christ Jesus. See, we're 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 we're, it's like you, you have healing and you have prosperity and you have all these things dangling down right from the umbrella of the father. Right. Right. And so I don't have faith in the things dangling down. Right. I have faith in him. The one holding the one holding it all up. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. We put faith in things when we need to put faith in him. It's faith in what he said. 
Yeah. It's faith in what he did. It's faith in who he is it's, that gives you us know the what confidence. It is? It's not even faith in the Bible, you guys. It's faith in him. It starts <coughs> from faith in God. Mm -hmm. Have faith in God. And from having faith in God now, for verily, you can say to this mountain, right. be thou removed. You can't even say to the mountain right. if you haven't had faith in God. Right. That never gets preached. Mm -hmm. Many of us have jumped to Mark eleven twenty three, and we did a whole message on this. The Have Faith in God series. Go back and listen to it. It's powerful. Many of us have jumped to Mark eleven twenty three, and we've just skipped over Mark eleven twenty two. And it doesn't even work. It yeah. doesn't even work. Oh, let me just you can me, speak and speak and speak till you're blue in the face and it will not work. Let me say something because because they didn't always skip it. What they came at us with is we just read it. Let me let me let me turn to it. Let me turn to it. Mark eleven twenty two. And Jesus answering them, because they're talking about this whole, you know, uh, the fig tree and everything drying up. And and Peter's all shocked. He's like, Jesus, he's like, remember, uh, say it unto the master, behold, the fig tree, which which you cursed is withered away. This is crazy. And this yeah. is the this is the answer. Understand. The answer wasn't, well, I spoke to the fig tree. Yes. That's not what Jesus said. Right. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus's answer to the fig tree drying up and dying is have faith in God. Amen. What we were told coming up, this isn't really having faith in God. Like having faith in God isn't going to help you out in that because you have to walk in faith. Right. So this is really saying for you to have the God kind of faith. Right. It's not. No. People, it's not that mm -hmm. you gotta have faith in. If you don't have faith in God, you ain't got no faith to do nothing. And I just want to comment on that. They couldn't have the God kind of faith. He is talking prior to his ascension into heaven. Yeah. So they could not be Christians. They could not have his faith until right. he dies. That's true. So it could never be have the God kind of faith. Have faith like God. I'm not equipped to have to faith. have faith That's like true. God. It's true. I'm equipped to have faith in God. That's right. Peter was equipped to have faith in God, but yeah. he was not equipped to have the God kind of faith. And that was what we were told, though the text actually says, have faith in God. Right. Because again, for verily, I say for truly is verily. That's what that means. Truly, most definitely, mm -hmm. assuredly, I say to you that whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. But again, this is all predicated upon you having faith in God. Can right. you do this? You can't just do this apart right. from having faith in God. Right. So now you'll speak to the mountain. So a lot of times, if you guys, if we find ourselves speaking and 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 speaking, and, speaking, and it's not working, we have to back up to Mark eleven twenty two and identify if we have faith in God. And then if we find ourselves that we really, hmm, I don't know if I have faith in God. Faith in God can only come from intimacy with God. You cannot trust in who you don't spend time with. Yep. If you don't spend time with someone, you will not I have trust a natural them. trust in that person. Even if you know you're supposed to trust them, 
you're supposed to trust your husband. Mm -hmm. But if you don't spend time with your husband, if you guys don't communicate, if you don't have if intercourse he's not with spending, one another, if, he's not spending time if you're with not you. spending time with one another, you find yourself questioning, well, where is he? What is he doing? I don't know. You don't have faith in him right? because there's no intimacy. There's no time spent. There's no getting to know him, understanding his character, knowing right. what he will do. What is he inclined to do? What is he predisposed to saying? How is he predisposed to acting in this situation? I don't know. So he's been gone a while. I don't know where he is because I don't know him. I don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. And I can't trust him. I can't make myself trust who I have not spent time with. Right. So faith. So again, it, 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 you have to back this thing up. Okay, I'm speaking in the mountain. The mountain isn't moving. What's going on? Am I having faith in God? Or on the fact that I spoke to the mountain. Or the fact that, yeah, or the, yeah. am I having faith in God or the fact that I spoke to the mountain? Oh, I'm having faith in the fact that I spoke to the mountain. Okay, I need to have faith in God. Okay, how do I have faith in God? Okay, Lord, I have faith in you. You know, I mean, what do you do to just make yourself have faith in God? You can't make yourself. You have to spend time with him. And in you spending time with him, you, you start to learn. You him. start to trust. You start to trust him. You start to know his character. Mm -hmm. You start to know his nature. You start to know that there is no way in heaven or hell <laughs> that he is going to leave you. He loves you too much to leave you according to the way the doctor told you you're going to be for the rest of your life. He loves right. you too much. You spent too much time with him. You know that it, 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 it doesn't even fade you anymore when the doctor tells you this and that. It's just like it doesn't even fade you anymore because I spent too much time with this God. Right. I spent too much time. I know Herman. I spent too much time with him when I was at the worst of my worst of my worst when he could have left me when I was 100 pounds, skin and bones, ball headed stuff all over my face lips blood blistered all over i had pus and blood coming out of my ears i mean i i was i was a mess you guys he was here he wasn't cheating on me then he wasn't he didn't go off and leave me then so if he's ever gone and i'm i, I don't have to wonder i wonder <coughs> where herman is i i don't know i don't we spend every waking moment together we're always together. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to make myself try to trust who he is. I know him. Mm -hmm. I have faith in him. It has to be the same way with God, where we know, where when the doctor says something and the doctor is so sure that this is going to be my destiny for the rest of my life, he's positive that this is going to be how I have to live the rest of my life but I have spent so much time with God. I have spent so much time with the person of Christ Jesus that that doctor's words roll off of me like a stranger flipping me off on the street. Literally, a person honking their horn at me on the street and I just drive right by him and that's the end of that. And I forget, I don't even remember who they are. It's have faith in God, not have faith in Doctors have faith in, and again, Amen. we're not doctors. It's not even our business, whatever they are talking to you about. 
there, there are doctors who have, most Christians would be dead if it weren't for doctors. Mm -hmm. So we, we do appreciate what they're, what, what some of what they're bringing to the table. So that's not, it's not even about doctors at all. The point is, is about, we want to, we want to pursue truth. We want to, we want to pursue (coughs) because what's behind facts, truth. Yeah. Truth is greater than fact. Yes. Okay. It may be a fact. The doctor came to you and reported may be a fact, but that's not facts. Aren't the yeah the, the top of the mountain, right. the pinnacle? It's like right. there's nothing beyond this fact. Yes. No truth is beyond fact. Amen. Okay. And so that's what we're saying. Get your mind set on the truth of what God has said. And if you don't, if you don't have faith in Him. You don't have faith in nothing that his grace has provided for you, that salvation provided for you. If you don't have faith in him, you can't even have faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You can't be saved if you don't have faith in God. Why? How could you How could you trust his word if you don't have faith in it? That's the whole point. Having faith in him. Once I say I have faith in him. Yes. Then everything that he says. Yes. I trust. Yes. He tells me to be here. I'm going to be there. Yes. Amen. He tells me to build an ark. I'm going to build an ark. Yes. He tells me to leave my family yeah. to a place I'm going to show you. I'm going to leave them. Yeah. He tells me to go to the cross and die. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be raised again. Yeah. Then that's what I do. It, once I trust him. Yes. Everything else that he's promised. <clears throat> I automatically will have faith in Amen. Yeah, because true. it's not the stuff that I'm trying to have faith for. It's him. Amen. He's the focus. He's yes. the center of That's attention true. of my he, faith, not the stuff. Seek you first. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that with him comes with, comes everything, right? How shall he not with him freely give you all things, right? So the all things are addendums. To, to him. Yeah, you can't get the all things to you can't get to the all him. things by pursuing the all things. Right. But if you pursue him, right, the all things come with him. Yes. Amen. Amen. So get your faith yes. in him. Amen. That's and not great. in how much time you spent reading, how much time you spent fasting, how much time you did. And, and I want to say too with that, start talking to God. Just talk to him apart from prayer time, you guys. Talk to God. I talk to God more so apart from prayer time than prayer time. Ever since I heard, I think it was Jesse Duplantis um, say um, that he, uh, well, I think it was uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth said that he never goes like longer than 10 minutes without praying. But then Jesse Duplantis said something to the effect of he heard that about Smith Wigglesworth and he started adopting in his life that he was going to basically just start talking to the Lord. And and I found that that helps me as well to talk to the Lord and allow that to be part of your prayer time. You don't have to have, don't get so caught up in religious prayer Mm which is I have a set time from eight to eight 30 in the morning where all the lights are out and I'm in a closet and I have to have, you know, 
the music, worship music playing and I got to have this and I got to have that. And then I, it's my time with the Lord. And so then if you don't have that, what do you have? Mm-hmm. Just throughout the day, when you get in the car to go to the grocery store, Father, I thank you that your word is alive and well. I thank you, Jesus. Or when just, you're in the shower, yeah. whatever you're doing, what I'm just trying to say is start talking to God. One example that Andrew Walmack gave, and we're, we're going to leave you with this because we can go on forever. But one example Andrew Walmack gave was that he said that he's in a relationship with his wife, Jamie. Herman and I are in relationship. If I talk to Herman for the first 30 minutes of every day, and then throughout the day, Herman and I were together the entire day. We're like this the entire day. I talked to him for the first 30 minutes. Not working. What do you mean? Not working. Because when you're working. Oh, oh shut up, babe. You guys. He's like, anyway, Just go. Go, thank go. you. So if I, if I talk to Herman for 30 minutes and then throughout the day, we're like this, we're this close all day and we don't talk for the rest of the day. We have a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a good relationship. If we talk for 30 minutes, if we talk for an hour, the first hour of every day. Right. But if we were like that and we weren't talking, it might be because I had that protein shake. Oh, it would be because you had that protein <laughs> shake and your breath was on hum. Lord, that would be the reason why. Point is, is when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't just talk to them once right. in the morning and once at night, especially when you're spending time with them all throughout the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Communication is, is part of intimacy. Yes. It, it's a part of growing and and trusting. Yes. Amen. And so you don't want to do that with God. You're in the car. What's up, God? Good morning. And when you start doing that, you guys, you bring him closer to you. Yeah. You, when you see him as I can only talk to God in my prayer closet, when I am, you know, in the home position, you know, (laughs) and I'm, and I got the worship music and I got the, the lighting and I got the this the and I got that incense burning and I got the candles and I got the when you do all that, you are up in a Catholic church somewhere just going through, you know, you might as well have the priest just do the, the incense oh. thing. And yeah. You you you're trying to get too spooky. Right. Leave the spookiness out. Right. Just talk to your father. And what happens is it brings him closer. The Bible says in all your ways, acknowledge him. That's acknowledging him in all your ways. When I'm doing the dishes, I'm acknowledging you, Lord. When I'm riding my bike, I'm acknowledging. When I'm doing laundry, I'm acknowledging you. When I'm just when I'm just watching television, Lord, that is the stupidest thing I ever saw. What is wrong with these people, Lord? I mean, talk to the Lord. And as you do that, it brings him into your world. It doesn't keep him on this, this sanctified pedestal. He is sanctified. He is holy. But you understand my point. He's not this off limits, wrapped in plastic God that, you know, if you blow on him, he's going to whatever. Right. You bring him, you draw him into your world. You draw him in. He relates to you. He walks with you. He talks with you. So walk with him and talk with him. Bring him into your world. He's not way up there in heaven that he can't be reached. He's right here. So address him. Yeah. And that starts to bring in the communication, the intimacy that starts to allow you 
to have confidence in him, to have faith in him so that when you speak to the mountain, the mountain will move. Amen. So look, guys, I believe that you guys received something that you can uh, go to the word with and look up yourself. Amen. Like I said, you get in the word yourself yes. and look some of these things up. Don't take the word of any man. Yes. Amen. That's what we did. And a lot of us wasted a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of time. Yes. So, you know, um, you always want to take what you hear and put it up against the word. And if it's somewhere that that, you know, you feel like we've gone astray, whatever, send us a message and, and we'll look into it and whatnot. Okay. And I want to leave you with one verse, you guys, which we didn't even talk about. John 8, 36. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, not set you free. That is oftentimes misquoted. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And I'm here to let you guys know that he didn't set you free. He didn't just open up the prison doors, but you're still you're still, you still got an ankle bracelet on. Mm -hmm. That's setting you free. Right. You know, you still got to report back to the parole officer. <laughs> You've been set free, but, in but you house. got a leash. Yeah, right. you got a halfway house and a curfew. Yeah. He made you free. There is no more reporting back to make sure you are, you know, whatever. You have been declared free. So you are free indeed. Amen. So anything else that would try to say anything contrary to that, any diagnosis, mm -hmm. any symptom is a lie because the Lord has already declared you free indeed. Amen. And whatever that thing is, is trying to bring you back into bondage. But you have been made free. You have not been set free. Amen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guys, see you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.